Hi, everybody. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of Tech Talk, and uh, we are in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room on July 18, 2022. Back after a long hiatus, uh, we went to the ACB convention, came home. Some of us caught COVID. We're all fine, and we're ready to begin another week of Tech Talk, and we're going to talk about keyboards tonight. We haven't done this in a very long time, and... Um, Myrna Vota was responsible for, for asking our guest, guests to come. And so I thought it'd be appropriate to have her introduce them. And we'll talk about keyboards. We'll take your questions as well. So Myrna, if you'd like, please go ahead. Sure. So tonight we have the pleasure of having Michelle Malkin and her dad, Alan Malkin. And they have a keyboard company. And you'd say, so what? Keyboard? Oh, no, 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 no. Wait till you hear some real interesting stuff that you've never probably heard of before. Some you might, but they've got some stuff that I'm sure you have not heard um, of before. Some really, which is really, really interesting. Um, so I am going to turn it over to Michelle and Alan. All right, great. Thanks, Myrna. And uh, thank you for inviting us uh, to Tech Talk tonight. Um, and I would also like to uh, say, Thank you to Chris Nova, who did the introductions for us. Uh, it's always a, a pleasure uh, being able to talk about, um, you know, our, our products that, that are uh, really um, useful and we think pretty wonderful for the, um, the blind and the low vision community. Um, so we thought we would take a few minutes and talk a little bit about Logic Keyboard as a company and introduce you to us from that perspective, but then also um, be able to talk to you a little bit about um, each of our lineup of keyboards. Uh, we do have some new things for 2022, which is a Braille keyboard that we'll talk about a little bit more in depth, but we also have a large print keyboards, a multitude um, that we'll be able to walk you through. So I think I'll go ahead and, and kick it off um, with uh, Logic Keyboard and, and how they got started and who they are. So um, uh, I'll start with talking about my, my father, who uh, Alan is on the call, who introduced uh, me to Logic Keyboard about uh, four or five years ago, but he's been working with Logic Keyboard for the last 13 years or so. And prior to working with Logic Keyboard, he had um, he had worked with an organization um, out of Arizona that was already doing large print uh, keyboards. And so he he really transitioned very quickly from what they were doing into working with Logic Keyboard on their product with their mechanism um, uh, and, and go to market strategy. Um, Logic Keyboard was a company that was founded in 2002. Um, they are corporate headquarters in Denmark, and um, they we also have sales and distribution, uh, not just located in here here in the U.S., uh, which is also in Arizona, um, that services the U.S. and Canadian marketplaces. But they also have a sales office in Denmark as well as a sales office in China. So um, the the small company uh, that is also family owned. Um, services the entire world um, from these three locations. 
Um, so this year they're celebrating basically their 20th anniversary uh, of producing high quality keyboards. Um, Logic Keyboard came to be um, by focusing on, in the very beginning, back in 2002, um, uh, on custom printed keyboards uh, for companies and businesses who had computer-driven software uh, that required specific uh, printed keycaps that were marked for special features and specific um, you know, shortcut keys for those uh, programs. And um, from there, they, they not only developed um, specifically for corporations, um, but they, they started using the applications of the software that um, they could make specifically, um, and they've continued to add to that business over time. Um, thus, I think in our introduction, um, we had mentioned a lot of the editing and uh, so editing audio and visual um, businesses that you know create movies and music editing, um, video editing, and other other areas. So, um, really a fun a fun business to start in. Um, and then, uh, Dad, I think I'll I'll kind of turn it over to you and and see if there's anything you want to add from that perspective on your early days working with with Logic Keyboard. Uh, thank you, Michelle. Uh, basically, uh, the concept uh, of, of dealing with uh, uh, assisted technology came uh, a short time, well, not a short time, it was uh, 2008 when we got involved in that. But prior to that, uh, we really um, took the reins, if you will, on uh, the audiovisual industry. And we work with a number of, of companies, uh, large companies that are that are doing that type of work. Uh, we do uh, work with Adobe, uh, Avid, Steinberg, and we work from their software uh, in conjunction with the layout of our uh, our keyboards. And basically, they're just shortcuts. And we did that for a number of years, and then we were starting to look for a way to expand out. And uh, we, we grew the company to a point where we started to look at the possibilities of introducing more Mac uh, keyboards. Uh, most of the industry, for the most part, uh, were in PCs. So when we had an opportunity to get into that realm, to the creating our keyboards more specifically for the, uh, uh, the Apple users, uh, we had started getting involved in large print, uh, introducing that because there were people in the industry that were creating large print keyboards, uh, a relatively inexpensive version of what we have, uh, but doing very well in that market. But most of that product was uh, PC driven. So we uh, began dealing with both Apple and PC with our uh, with our large print product, and we introduced it into the marketplace. Like I say, about two thousand eight, and it took right off. Uh, we make a quality keyboard. Uh, we got into the assistive technology uh, and started doing uh, shows, uh, going to the uh, 
California State uh, University at Northridge, the CSUN show, uh, which many of you are, listeners are probably uh, familiar with, and also the, uh, the Assistive Technology Industry Association, ATIA show down in Florida, and I believe it's also up in the Midwest uh, once a year. Uh, at those shows, we were the only uh, keyboard manufacturer there. Uh, there certainly was a number of uh, resellers out there selling some products similar to what we had. But by bringing it in as the manufacturer, we had the opportunity to to meet up and uh, grow our business uh, through the resellers that were there and having opportunity to talk to the individuals direct, the people that were at the show to learn and to participate. Uh, and that's probably been one of our favorite things. I know this year at CSUN was my first year uh, and I really got to meet some folks that have been just wonderful in terms of giving feedback, allowing us opportunities like this to be able to come on and, and talk to you about the product. What's important to us is that, you know, we can get the word out in terms of what, what our company has to offer and the products that can hopefully um, make life easier for all of us. Um, and so that's really been, I know for me, uh, I'm a very social person, so I, I really enjoy uh, going to the shows and being able to talk to people and get feedback and, you know, be able to take that feedback back to Logic Keyboard and, and hopefully continue to produce uh, products that are, that are um, you know, better overall that uh, will continue to um, develop um, and, and work the way we need them to work uh, to assist in, in, you know, everyone's lives. Our products um, uh, kind of run the gamut of options. So in many, many uh, companies, you might find one or two different products um, that, are, that are specific to either large, large keys or large print. Um, but we've really tried to develop products that, um, you know, are, are based on, you know, colors that would, would work well with low vision situations. Um, as well as, um, you know, full-size keyboards and, um, you know, smaller Bluetooth keyboard. So I'll talk about the three different areas of boards that I think you'll be interested in. Um, and I'll start with the Braille board tonight because, or the, the Braille boards tonight, because those are, are the newest uh, products in our lineup um, that we've launched uh, this year in, in 2002. Um, we have gone through a couple iterations to ensure that our, our six dot uh, braille is uh, on point. Um, and uh, so that was an, a great example of, of being able to gain some feedback um, and, and, you know, continue to iterate and make it a, a better product. Um, so both of the braille boards are PC based um, and they are both wired full-size keyboards. Um, there are two options. There is a, uh, a large print, um, black uh, on white, um, that uh, also includes Braille on the keys. And the other option is just a full Braille keyboard without large print. 
Now, the interesting thing about the concept around the, the large print into Braille is that, you know, someone who may be losing their vision and knows that they may, you know, be completely blind, it, it may help them learn and get used to the Braille underneath their fingers um, while they still have some vision. So that, that's really the brainchild around the development of that particular uh, product. Um, so th that's the that's the first piece of uh, of uh, information in terms of the braille boards. Um, they are full size boards, so they have the number keypad to the right um, and uh, shortcut keys across the top. Your function keys um, and uh, pretty basic layout from that standpoint. The uh, if I might interrupt. Uh... The, the keyboards, uh, all of these keyboards uh, have a scissor action control mechanism below the key itself, before, below the keycap in this system. And the purpose of this is individuals, and that's many of us, even those who have perfect eyesight, tend to fly their fingers over the keys and with the... Uh, the competition in many cases, uh, they have a, uh, a membrane designed connection underneath the keycap. And you have to almost hit that perfectly dead center in order to get a full keystroke. Our keyboards were designed much like what Apple uses, uh, and that's a scissor action. This way here you have uh, the misfortune of missing a key a little bit, uh, catching it on a corner, you're still gonna get a full keystroke. So that helps the, uh, the individuals uh, like myself who are getting older and a little more difficult to see the keys. And I am not a touch typist, but in any case, uh, it certainly uh, allows us uh, less mistakes. So the boards are designed specifically, not only because they are large print, but they're also designed so that they work more carefully and more safely for the individual who's, uh, who's using it. Michelle and Alan, this is Larry. I'm curious about what you mentioned earlier. I think Michelle mentioned that, that, that you have some keyboards where you put Braille on every key. And if well, I understood that correctly, Braille can only be so big uh, so I assume you had to maybe downsize the Braille. I'm curious about how you did it and how successful you were. That's, so that's a really good question, Larry. Um, so the the <laughs> we can't talk too much about the process because it is a proprietary process to uh, Logic Keyboard, um, but they they are they are printed on um, on the keys. I say printed and. Um, uh, so when you think about the key cap and what the, the, what it's made of, the, the substrate that it's made of the, the, you know, braille dots on the board are made of that same material. So you're never going to get, um, you know, you're never going to get a sticker that, that, you know, comes off in the heat, uh, or when your, your fingers are, are on the keys and, and maybe get it moved around. Um, but but yeah, it's it's not it's not um, they're not large, but they aren't too small that you can't read them. 
the the one thing that you have to consider in in most cases here uh the the number of dots the the layout uh, design uh for these particular uh, keyboards um there's not a lot of dots on there okay we have the uh the board itself is is the same as the standard board we only put full words if you will uh in areas uh, such as the shift key rather than trying to shortcut anything uh the word shift is on there uh in in braille uh cap locks uh, most of those uh, on a full-size keyboard have sufficient room to get those wordings in. In fact, we even put our corporate name across the top of the board in Braille so they can read that. Uh, we have the ability, if, if a uh, customer uh, wanted to private label a specific board for either their business or anything, uh, we can do that in Braille across the uh, uh, space bar keys on, on the board uh, anywhere that, that they'll fit. Uh, the processing uh, is a layering processing, and I can tell you that we build the key, uh, the dots up large enough. They're uh, very, very easy to read. And it's been, it's been a very good, successful process for us. Uh, like I say, this is relatively new. It's been introduced, uh, uh, you know, probably maybe six months ago. Go ahead. As I say, but at this point, at this point, the returns as far as uh, information has all been extremely positive for us. Our resellers uh, are loving it. The customers that have them and have tested them. Uh, all love them. It was a huge hit at the uh, the show we did earlier at uh, CSUN. and that's what really prompted us uh, to to step forward into this to this area. Uh, Braille keyboards have been around, not keyboards, but Braille has been around an awfully long time. Uh, we use a six dot uh, version, uh, and we do offer uh, for the foreign market. Uh, an eight dot if it's required from uh, you know our other facilities up in uh, in Denmark. But as far as is is the the fact that these will never rub off, the keyboards are warranted for a year by the way uh, against any defects. But as far as the uh, if they start to rub off and wear off, we will replace the keys. But we don't expect that to happen. So uh, th th this is Alan Limley, and, and I'm going to ask a question that's less uh, accessibility related and more kind of uh, click and touch uh, based action. Because, Michelle, I expect the keyboard I use is probably older than you are. I've got an old, <laughs> I've, got an I, I've got an IBM PCAT keyboard that's probably goes back to 1984, 1985, thereabouts. And uh, uh, I mean, and I realize I'm old school, but I really like the click. I mean, anybody that used an old IBM PCAT mm -hmm. back in the day will know what I'm talking about, about yeah. click keys. I mean, I, I get lots of people that really get irritated with me when I, when I type, <laughs> when I'm talking to them on the phone, because 
it sounds like, you know, I'm, I'm clackety clacking all over the place, but I, you know, and I, I don't know enough about keyboard mechanics to know. I mean, I, I've, I've read some articles on some of this stuff about how the actual manufacturing design about, you know, I, I, and y'all, y'all reference something. You talked about the, the scissor action. You talked about mm-hmm. the membrane action and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what the OIB and PCAT use, but it, it's its own thing. So, yeah. so what, I mean, do these things have any kind of uh, tactile feedback as you press down on the keys and stuff? Well, I mean, they do. We would, we would tell you that it's quiet. So it's probably right. not the keyboard for you if you like the, the clicking. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, uh, yeah. but, um, but yes, it's, it, we call it quiet. We can't say that it's, um, you know, it's silent. You're going to get right. some, some noise of your fingers touching the keys but for the most part, we would we would probably go as far to say as it's one of the quietest keyboards on the market, if not the quietest. Well, I mean, and, and, and quiet's fine as long as long as you know that the key's the been engaged. I mean, if you can tell by the, by the touch that the key's been engaged, it doesn't have to make racket. So you know, uh, and, and I'm sure my phone phone conversations would love the fact that it's that it's quiet and stuff. So, uh, Alan, uh, but I can tell yeah. you this: the uh, mechanical. The mechanical keyboards, which is what you're talking about. Right, right. They're still available today. They're very expensive. Right. Uh, and uh, the people that use them, gamers. Yeah. Right, uh, right. The gamers yeah. love it because they right. love the noise. They love the, the feeling that they're in action with something. Uh, the rest of the world, uh, for the most part, uh, we like things a little less uh, noisy. I know right. that uh, when I start banging on my keyboard, and uh, it's, it's one of our own. <laughs> right, right. The scissor action, I can get it clicking loud enough so that my son's dog starts barking, thinking right. somebody's at the door. <laughs> I got you. Well, well I mean, and, and I'll admit, a, a lot of mine, a lot of mine's habits. Because I mean, I, 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 mean, I was working when the IBC, IBM PC came out in 1981. So I mean, I, yeah. that, that, that's been the kind of keyboard I've used all my life. Stuff. It's just what I'm used to, but I mean, I, I can adapt to other things too. So, but anyway, okay, well, fine. Sure. But, uh, Mechanical keyboards uh, are, are sturdy, and uh, right. you can you can beat on them, and they will last. Uh, right. They they will never stop being noisy. Right. But uh, the the scissor action uh, design uh, is is gives you a full full stroke uh, and a relatively quiet stroke. I mean, it's not. It's not like you can't hear it, but it's not going to be very, uh, very much of a of a hindrance uh, to somebody that's in the room with you. I got you. Well, that, that's probably the way it ought to be these days. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, Ellen, well, thank you. you have two hands. The unfortunate thing is that okay. the gentlemen uh, to to the individuals that are using the uh, uh, the scissor switch action, uh, like I say, is that uh, for the most part uh, you're going to get uh, a full contact on the key. Uh, using a membrane, if you catch a corner, you may not get a full stroke. And if you have bad, bad eyesight, you're not going to know you missed the key. Right. You're not going to get yeah. a reaction. Okay. okay. Well, let's get to those hands. All right. Okay. You ready to follow some more folks? Okay. Let's see. Let's see. No, I, I, I okay. just. We have I, some I, questions. I, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, looks like Bobby Venton, you're up first. I have a wireless keyboard. It's pretty quiet when you type. It does make a little noise. But I was always in the market. Well, the keyboard's about five years old, but I was always in the market for a keyboard 
with an applications key because my keyboard, um, my old one broke eventually. The connector on the end, it was one of these big round connectors. And then I had, I borrowed one from somebody a while back. So do any of your keyboards have the old standard applications key? Because I could not find one in Staples. Um, I guess I, I really don't understand what you mean by applications key. It's like the Shift F10, if you do Shift F10. Oh, okay. It brings up an applications menu. It would be next to the Windows key. Uh, okay. On the right-hand yeah. side. Uh, no, uh, we don't offer it. I mean, certainly uh, those types of things can be done. I mean, every, every, uh, every custom board we build for the uh, movie industry and, uh, and so on, uh, those, those applications are sometimes switched and moved. So you can do some things with keyboards to, uh, to get just about any key to serve as another function. Uh, but the boards that, uh, that we, uh, we use and the boards that we, uh, we certainly recommend is the QWERTY standard QWERTY keyboard, which is what every American and, you know, in the U.S. here is, is typing on for the most part. Uh, custom keyboards come with a little bit of aggravation on, on the part of the manufacturers because uh, if we can't create them in large volumes, it's not worth us to, you know, to try to do anything different. Uh, you know, it's like anything else, you deal in volume if you can. Uh, we can do some things uh, if, if a customer came to us and told us that they needed 20 keyboards and they need it this way. Uh, we can create a, 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 a custom keyboard for them. Uh, as long as they're on the base uh, framework of the board that we're, that we're using, that we're currently using. We can't go out and find you another board to, to redesign. But you know, you, you get uh, into the custom keyboard industry. Uh, are you, I don't know if, if, if you're, how well you're in, in, in tune with the Zoom text keyboards? Uh, um, I don't think I've ever seen them. Okay, a, a Zoom text keyboard uh, is a large print keyboard. It's designed for the Zoom text software for the uh, uh, the Spiro company of uh, the Freedom Scientific line, uh, and uh, those boards uh, we create. They're on our standard frame, but we have uh, um, created a number of special needs. Uh, within their uh, their requirements on their software, and uh, you know when they start talking in volumes, we can do that sort of thing. In your case, I don't think you're going to find a, a standard keyboard, uh, you know, that will fit the need that you're looking for. I mean, it's not an it's not a major need because I've adapted to Shift F10. Sure. And another question: um, See, the keyboard I have now is completely wireless, where it has a receiver that you plug in. Do you make wireless ones too? We do. So we uh, we we have a mini Bluetooth keyboard that um, so it is it is wireless, used with Bluetooth, um, and. And from there, uh, what we actually have tried to discuss uh, back with Denmark just recently was um, if we thought that it would, uh, if it was something that we could do in Braille as well. Right now, we only do them in large print. 
Um, but we have looked at offering and developing uh, one in, in Braille, and I think it's it would be a, a really nice addition to the Braille lineup for us. Jane, Sue, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Uh, with Yeah, I was just about to ask about the Bluetooth. Um, uh, that'll be actually pretty cool if you had a Braille on them, at least. Um, Apple used to offer a wired... Uh, just a regular size print with a numpad um, oh, keyboard, and I don't know where that went. I was wondering if you guys uh, still you do have the Apple with the Braille on it, right? But not Bluetooth, just just regular. Where would I plug that in? All of our Braille boards are wired, and um, they do they do come with additional uh, USB ports, one on either side of the frame of the keyboard. So you would have to plug in um, that, 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 you know, full size keyboard with a wire into a, your USB port of your computer. Um, but uh, we don't offer, we don't offer the, the Apple, the Apple board anymore. These are, these are very similar but our own uh, individual fr the frames, as we call them, um, but they're not Apple specific. Um, so if you wanted one that would work on a Macintosh, that's something we would have to also take back as good feedback that there's interest uh, potentially in, in a, a Mac keyboard. In uh, yeah, but also in Bluetooth form as well and because yes. there are people who use one hand yes so i thought that would be really nice to i mean have but, okay right we um we don't so the the bluetooth keyboard is a mini we call it the mini keyboard but it's about the size of a laptop keyboard um and then we we aren't we haven't started producing those yet in Braille, but it's again something that um, that if we have interest, and this is why we love to get feedback, is um, we've had several conversations um, with regards to if it's a path we should go down because there would be interest, and um, if if you guys tell us, hey, that's a great great direction to go with your product development, then we are happy to take that back. Um, and continue that discussion. That is okay. that is one of the uh, the reasons that we uh, attend the uh, the various trade shows. Uh, it puts us right in front of the customer. We're not dealing directly with uh, with the resellers on this or uh, companies. So we get uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith off the street uh, who are you know both blind or one blind and they come over and they they feel the product they test the product they can they can get a, a better understanding and then they can tell us what they need what they Excellent. what they would like to try and i mean that is the reason we brought out the braille board because we had enough people over the years who had been asking about doing this in braille uh we are we are open to the general public as far as input and anybody could go online and uh, ask a question or put a uh, uh, a wish list together if you will and, and put them on lines we maintain and save all that information and uh, 
you know, if, if it looks good and it's, uh, it's feasible, we were more than glad to, to look to create a board that would suit the needs of not the few, but uh, pretty darn close down to the very few. Okay. Thanks for your question, Jane Sue. Allison Fallon, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. I have a Logitech uh, keyboard um, because Chris Nova talked about it. Um, the only problem that I'm having is that it's a flat keyboard. I mean, I know you can flip something up, but, but it's, it's hard for me to use it because I'm feeling around for the letters. You know, I am a Braille reader. So, um, do you have any thoughts about that? I like the keyboard. I think it's a very nice keyboard. Um, well, but, I guess I would, I would, um, love to ask the group or, or you in terms of what, what feedback you would have for us in terms of, um, you know, whether it's a, a kind of a, a wrist rest. I know that, um, that, uh, Kim Nova actually said the same thing. Hey, we would, you know, it'd be great if I had a, a wrist rest, although I love the keyboard, same thing in terms of, yes, I can flip the feet up and get a, a better angle. Um, we, we generally consider these ergonomic, but it isn't, you know, again, it doesn't suit, not, not every product suits all people. So do you have a thought on what you've used in the past or what uh, keyboard you've used that we could look up that might, um, you know, be something we could fashion or think about differently in terms of how we developed it? Well, I used a keyboard and the main reason I got this was this because the dots kept, uh, the lock dots kept falling off and mm -hmm. everything. And I got sick of that. Um, I think a wrist, wrist rest, I guess that's the best way to explain it. Uh, <laughs> would be would be a good thing. Okay. Well, that's something we have looked at uh, and are considering the possibilities of, of adding that to our product line. Uh, I mean, we have uh, other little devices that we, we make available. Uh, for instance, uh, we have uh, a, a lamp that uh, comes with all the... Uh, uh, the keyboards that we've been talking about, other than, of course, the, the Braille, um, but the uh, the large print keyboards, uh, the uh, the other boards that we have in the assistive technology field, uh, those boards come with a, log a logic light, which uh, plugs into the U one of the USB ports uh, on this thing to give you additional light. Uh, so we do things like that. Uh, the wrist rest, that's a pretty good opportunity for us uh, to consider that. Uh, it's been asked before. I just want to back up a little bit. You had mentioned Logitech. Uh, it is, is it a Logitech keyboard that you have, or do you say you have a Logic Keyboard keyboard? Logic Keyboard keyboard? Yeah. I think it's Logic Keyboard. She got it from Chris Nova. Ah, okay. Yeah, at Mystic Access. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Well, thank okay. you. I think um, I think we'll be happy to take that feedback um, back. I think the more that we can we can take that uh, and take it back to the organization and uh, work to, like I said, better the product. We appreciate the feedback.
Yeah, you certainly aren't the first to ask that question. And we've looked at the, uh, the possibility of, of doing that. Uh, it would not be a, uh, it would not be something that is part of the keyboard. Uh, it might be an extension to the keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Allison. Mm -hmm. Chris, uh -huh. Nova, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Yes, I just wanted to comment, go back to Bobby's question about the applications key. I think Alan might have been a little confused. Um, the applications key in the blindness world is what one often does for the right-click menu. So, yes, the Braille <laughs> keyboard does have that. Oh. So it's not, it's not an application-specific keyboard that he was looking for. He was looking for that specific key. Oh, okay, okay. And it's there. And it's there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you okay great thanks chris thanks chris marcy duty you can unmute yourself and ask your question thank you i'm enjoying the presentation alan michelle currently how many devices does the logic mini connect to because you said put together your dream keyboard and i would definitely love to see braille on the mini and i'd like to know how many devices that bluetooth keyboard connects to Oh, that's great. Um, so we have two versions of it. We also have uh, we have a PC version. So any any PC driven computer, um, iOS, and then we have the the Mac version uh, of the keyboard as well. So um, the, you know all of your devices in terms of if they're an Apple device, it should be able to connect to without a, a, any issue. So like switching between devices, for example, if I wanted to switch between my PC and my phone and my iPad with a keyboard. Yeah, well, there's keyboard. separate keyboards. So if, you're, if your phone is an Android, I think it can connect along with your PC computer. But if your phone um, and but if you have a Apple phone like I do and a um, and a, you, I use PC for my, my, uh, my home computer and um, those applications within there, they're, then they're not going to connect with the same keyboard. Okay. Each keyboard's operating system connect, uh, connects with the operating system that the keyboard is purchased for. Does that, does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. So okay. I, currently use, I currently use a Braille display as a QWERTY keyboard, and it would be so awesome to have Braille on those keys. I um, okay. don't know if you've thought anything about um, connecting with the manufacturers to see if you could do that. But those are my questions. I'm enjoying it. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful for the Braille. And when the Bluetooth Braille comes out, that's that's going to be my cup of tea. Ask me the question again with re with regards to the QWERTY keyboard. So, so, so currently, my Braille display can switch between five different devices, and I stay on the same keyboard. Okay. And that's what I'm looking to do with your keyboard. And that and that Braille. is that is with um with any whether it's whether it's a uh, a mac operating system or a pc or your your iphone or your so exactly exactly it okay. switches between the pc and the iphone and the yes exactly okay that's a that's a really great question and it's not something you know in terms of of the mechanics of our of our boards i think it's a, a great question we'll take back thank you you're welcome Thanks, Marcy. Mary Carla Hayes, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Uh, first of all, I'd like to know about the price ranges of your keyboards. 
And I'd also like to know, do you have keyboards with the foreign language character caps? Because um, I, I deal with a number of, of foreign languages. And do you have any also keyboards for school computer labs and computers to make digital audio workstations accessible? I know that's a lot of questions, but this is <laughs> fascinating. Oh, great. Well, um, uh, I will... Um, tackle the, so the the I got the foreign language and then the the, the school um, products correct and what was the first one so I make sure I get them all price range of your keyboard. oh the price range that's and then also key. if you have anything that can make digital digital um, um, workstation you know audio workstations make them accessible because a lot of them are not accessible and they could be made accessible with with uh, keyboards okay. Um, so the price range, depending on, um, so the, the Braille keyboards, uh, to be quite honest, are our expensive, our most expensive, uh, of keyboards of the lineup. And that is because of the process that we have to go through with, um, the dot formation. And, um, so, um, that keyboard retails for $299. And that is the full size keyboard. Um, the, the Braille keyboard that includes large print uh, is even a little bit more expensive than that at $349.90. And that is, um, that is also in terms of the process because we have to go through the entire Braille process, but we also have to um, then ink the, the keycaps as well. Um, has unfortunately made that one a little costly for us, um, but they're the, they're, we believe they're the best you're gonna find on the market. So that's the price range of the two Braille boards. The rest of our lineup um, are traditional large print keyboards, which are a full size uh, keyboard. They run at retail about $124. And the Bluetooth, mini keyboards, so whether, and, and this is whether they're for Mac or they're for PC, uh, retail at about $109. Um, and then we do have some backlit keyboards, which we didn't talk about that are large print uh, that have five backlight settings on them. And they retail at about $130, uh, $490. So they run a little bit of a, of a range there, depending on the type of keyboard um, that you're looking for, but that gives you gives you a sense for uh, the cost at retail. Um, then, in terms of foreign foreign language, uh, we do carry well uh, and and produce foreign language keyboards. And I'm going to turn this over to um, my my father, Alan, because he knows a little bit more about those boards. Dad, can you speak to which which foreign languages um, we produce? Well, I, I, I can tell you that uh, um, corporately located in Denmark, uh, we service uh, basically the all of Europe and uh, and and as well as China because other than manufacturing the Middle East. But we uh, we pretty much do any language that's pretty standard, I guess, is, is the way to put it. Uh, we can we can do anything in Europe. We can do it, 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 
uh, Canadian or French Canadian, obviously, uh, without yeah. any problem, we're doing that. We have uh, we have some of our resellers up in uh, in Canada, and we produce uh, the uh, French Canadian keyboards uh, for Montreal and for Quebec uh, for the requirements up there. Uh, but just about any country, we can do uh, in. in with, with no problem. I mean, if it's been if it's been printed before, uh, in which, like I say, is most every language that's uh, you know spoken today, uh, we can do it. Uh, we and, may and Mary, I would I'm going to um, just interrupt, and I apologize uh, for the sake of time here. On our website, when you go in, and if you were to you know choose a, a keyboard. Um, it will ask you before you can check out what language you'd like it printed in. And so you can choose US English, you can choose um, you know, uh, UK English, you can choose French, you can choose whatever language you'd actually like that keyboard to, uh, to come in. So um, you know, if you are out on our website, which I think is, is uh, on the link here at, uh, uh, at Assess Accessible World, I think you can find it there and it's probably any any language you're looking for you should be able to find an order. Okay. Uh, and then from a digital audio workstation um, I'm not I'm not certain because I'm 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 not certain I understand exactly what you would be looking for there. Um, and if it's if it's a sh if it's a specific shortcut, if there are specific um, uh, applications that are used, uh, I I wouldn't want to answer that without understanding uh, more around that. Some of them are touch screen based, and there's no way of running them unless. Oh sure. Oh. Touch. And I was just wondering if any keyboards have been made to drive those. Okay. Yeah. I, you know what? It's a great question. I can. I can certainly take that back and um, speak to our tech folks and um, understand if, if it's something that we've thought about or if it exists. It's a good question. Yeah, it, it, it seems, and of course, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but it seems if the developer has developed something that's touchscreen based and not keyboard based, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a tough job with that one. So, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to go back to the developer on that one. Okay, thanks, Carla. I hope you get better soon. And uh, thanks for your question, Viola uh, Benson. You can unmute yourself and ask your question. Viola, and um, hi everybody. I just I have a Logitech keyboard which I really like because it's a mechanical keyboard, and because uh, I found that the really flat ones were bothering my hands and my wrists as I got older. Um, so I got this and I just had a question because you have lo some Logitech. Can you access the Logitech um, uh, app? Because I want to turn off the backlighting and I can't seem to figure out how to do that. Uh, again, are we getting mixed up between Logitech and Logic Keyboard? Oh, maybe we are. Maybe I am. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, it, uh, if it's a, if it's a Logitech, uh, uh, we couldn't we can't can't answer that question. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Viola. 
Viola, I'll uh, go. I'll go to voiceover and have her pronounce your name correctly going forward. Thanks. Well, we just we want to we want to say thank you for the time today. I know we went through a lot in the beginning in terms of who we are, and um, you know, we, my dad uh, and myself, are the two people here in the U.S. Um, that represent Logic Keyboard. So. You know, if you're ever going to work with, you know, anyone at Logic Keyboard, it would be us. And uh, we we very much appreciate your time tonight. We know it's very valuable to you and it's and it's uh, laid out on the East Coast. So um, I, I would hate to keep you any longer. But if you have any questions, um, please feel free to reach out to me um, by way of the email that you find you found uh, that we posted and we'll be happy to answer them. Um, and. Uh, I will likely take some of these questions back and uh, anything that we couldn't answer tonight on the call, we can send off uh, to, you know, Alan and Myrna and the team, and hopefully they can pass them on to the group tonight. Michelle, so go we'll ahead and you. give your email because we are going to podcast this and people will hear it, but may not necessarily see it if they don't sure. have access to our release. Okay. Well, you can reach me at Michelle. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot Malkin, M-A-L-K-I-N, at logickeyboard.com. Michelle and Alan, thank you very much for a terrific presentation. I learned a lot, a great deal. And we delight, yes, me, delight to have you. Me, me too. Thank, thank, thanks, guys. That, that, that was excellent. And I've got your email address. And when I get ready to buy my next keyboard, I will, I will definitely be contacting you guys. So. Okay. Appreciate thank you so much. All right. Thank you all. Now, next week, Eric Damry will be here from Vispero. Eric is retiring at the end of this month. And he's going to talk about uh, the notification history that was just released in the latest uh, update for Vispero for JAWS, ZoomText, and Fusion. That'll be next week. So bring your questions, etc. And he'll talk about this incredible history that allows us to have a little more control over which notifications we hear and see in in the various products we use. So that's next week. Thanks for being with us and join us then on Tech Talk. <laughs>